Perspective podcast. My name is Cameron Wade and today is going to be a very weird episode. Not only is there no guest, but I'm also going to be talking about more than just one film. I'm going to be talking about two films and not so much them as separate things, but more how they challenge each other, bounce off each other, um, how one film was obviously inspired by the other one. Um, and this was a very impulsive decision for me to do because um, obviously, and I'm sorry about this, but I haven't been um, uh, been making episodes lately um, through no fault of my own. I'm, I'm just really bad at keeping up with things. Um, and, and I kind of lost the passion for it. But today, I rewatched Memories of Murder for the second time. Um, it, it was it was with a buddy who unfortunately didn't like it as much as me, but I still had a fucking amazing time and still think it's um, the greatest serial killer film ever. And upon uh, watching this, I realised that um, I wanted to talk about it, and I wanted to talk about it with Zodiac, another film I really love. Uh, and I thought, well, you know, maybe I could do an episode on Memories of Murder and then one on Zodiac. And it is a possibility that I'm still thinking of because these films are, f- are full of such law and um, amazing layers that I could spend an hour each talking about them. However, I really wanted to dedicate my time to talking about how one combats the other one. You know, like I said earlier, I I, I, I really want to explore that um, because there's a lot and there's a lot more that I picked up, you know, because last time I watched this was January or February of 2020 and obviously uh, when you're like someone who's as young as me I'm only 19 a lot can change in that amount of time for you know not only what you've been through but your perceptions of things like art and filmmaking and really the you know the things that the film contains like murder and death and um, capitalism and I was discussing it with a buddy afterwards and he's seen Zodiac and he says that he prefers Zodiac and I said, fair enough, you know, I, I, I prefer Memories of Murder, but uh, Zodiac's still uh, fantastic. And he said that he found Zodiac's case more interesting. And that really um, interested me that somebody could look at both of the cases and base their opinions off of the cases and not the actual, what the film had to offer. And I and I really disagree with that because yes, Zodiac's obviously more shrouded in in mystery and uh, obsession, and obviously a lot of the things are more uh, quote unquote American. You know, a lot of the things you know, the Zodiac's like an American legend. It's you know, uh, it's it's up there with the unsolved, unknown things like Bigfoot and uh, Loch Ness. You know, not not saying that you know these things are inherently american but for the american people they are the the biggest you know uh urban legends not that zodiac's an urban legend but you know uh mysterious things and um then you've got what's happening in korea in this film which is it's not exactly a retelling of these things it's very very inspired by um I'm unfamiliar with the case name, but, um, you know, these killings that happened in Korea along the big cornfields, uh, these terrible things. And my friend said, yeah, the Zodiac case is more interesting. And 
maybe that's you know there's some truth in that that like i said uh that that the zodiac is some big american phenomenon but also i found i found it strange that somebody can call something as tragic and disturbing as what happened in memories of murder just you know something that is comparable to something else and i and I wasn't going to talk much about uh, the actual cases. I want to talk about the movie making, but I thought I'd start with that because it's, 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 it's kind of what's led me to talk about this. Uh, before we really get into it, I am going to say that this one, this podcast episode, will obviously be shorter. Um, uh, usually they're about just over an hour. The one I did with my good buddy Garrett Smith was over two hours, but that's because uh, me and him like to talk a lot. But usually these podcasts are just over an hour, so that's roughly about half an hour of me talking and half an hour of them talking and I don't know if I've got that much to say uh, to the point where I'm going to be talking for two people hopefully I'll just be talking for one person uh, but it's about two films so you know maybe it'll even out nicely and I do have a lot to say um, so that's one thing to keep in mind and the second part is uh, maybe it's not a great idea to make this because I haven't slept in a few hours and by a few hours I mean uh like over 12 I've I've done a bit of an all-nighter woke up at ridiculous time so my mind isn't exactly 100% but uh and I, and I should have researched uh, certain things a lot more and you know put some things down but I'm going off on my memory and my passion which is still strong because uh, I because I love both of these films and um I think where I wanted to start is actually the start of both films uh, the start of Zodiac and the start of Memories of Murder. And I found both of them immediately give you the example of how they're different, but in such a similar way. How, let's take Zodiac's opening, where the first thing you see um, is a skyline. It's a skyline of the city. It's pitch black. Uh, well, the sky's pitch black. And it's a very, um, it's a weirdly hopeful feeling that you get there's music on it's nice and then it cuts to a car um the side of a car where there's loads of houses and the car's driving through and you see these people and you 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 instantly get the idea that you know something's not right that the person driving this car is is the zodiac or a bad dude or a cop or or that something bad is about to happen and that is true but um uh, but the car is actually driven by uh, the first victim of the Zodiac, or at least the first person we see. Um, a young girl who's on her way to pick up um, a young boy. And you kind of get this uh, feeling of nostalgia. You know, it's 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 the 4th of July, 1969. Not only is it one of the most prolific years for serial killers, because, you know, it, it's just bouncing off Charles Manson, um and it's the and they called it the end of the 60s and you know uh vietnam's about to come in full force and everything's quite sad however there's still this melancholy feeling of 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 change with this song that's playing and these two people i mean i know that they're older than high school uh but 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 but, but, but they feel very much like high school lovers you know it's very young and quite uh immature in a way um and they park up so i'm gonna stop there for zodiac but instantly you get the feeling of nostalgia 
Uh, and this is paired well with the ending of Zodiac, which the first face you see in Zodiac is actually the last face that you see. You know, obviously different actors, but that ultimately confirms my uh, theory that all of this is meant to be nostalgic based in fact he even says in the end he says the last face um uh, the last time i saw this face was july 4th 1969 which is powerful it's that line always sends me to tears but uh i could talk about that later don't need to talk about it now so with zodiac so with so with the opening so you've got this feeling of of um music you know it's not silent it's not even inherently creepy. It's kind of a nice feeling. It sets the mood right, you know. Fireworks are going off. Americans celebrating their freedom. It's it's optimistic. They, you know, they're young lovers, and um, there's a lot of things completely uh, not unsaid. If that makes sense, there's a lot of unsaid things ha- happening, and then. On the other side, you've got Memories of Murder. And of course, Memories of Murder starts um, in the fields. And the first picture, instead of being one of uh, a face we're going to see a lot more of, not too much of, but you know, a lot more of, you see a picture of a little boy and he's staring right at you, which is a constant theme in Memories of Murder. There's a lot of... Um, um, not so much POV shots, but uh, shots of characters looking directly at the screen. Uh, screen a lot of uh, profiles and a lot of, of uh, close-ups. Uh, very uh, reminding me of uh, yeah. It reminds me of um, uh, Silence of the Lambs, in which he uses that, and that's how he uses it in uh, films like Tokyo Story and Late Autumn and stuff. Uh, and um, it, it's a really interesting way to use the camera, and he he doesn't do it much in this bong. However, he he uses to do it in the first shot and the last shot, which is exactly like Zodiac. Like Zodiac uses not so much the first shot, but he uses the first face you see in it being the first victim and the last face. And in 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 this case, apart from the same face, it's 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 the same uh, shot looking directly at you and instantly you you've got such a difference in culture you've got you've got uh the americans celebrating their freedom uh being you know excited being stupid all of this and then you've got the koreans and it's very quiet and it's out of the way and it's very ominous uh which which is more directed at the kind of killings that the Zodiac did because the killings uh, in Zodiac was in a very big city, uh, San Francisco. You know, it was in a huge city. Uh, they killed the uh, the Zodiac killed these people in very risky places. I mean, uh, obviously it was a lot of lovers lane places, but these places weren't exactly hi- hidden. You know, the you know these these were places you could drive by, and the taxi killing was obviously in front. Um, of a apartment which caused those uh, those young children to call up the police um, so a lot of these kills in Zodiac are very out in the open very risky things to do and a lot of these uh, kills in uh, um, 
in Memories of Murder, a very small, uh, in small places where there is nobody, where walking down, walking down that path, it it was almost like there was no way you could survive. No, if you were shown walking in this film down that road, you knew what was about to happen. Rather than Zodiac, they they come very much out of nowhere, especially that taxi kill. Uh, so it's not so much that it's about cultures and countries combating it's more um in how they are being how these kills are being presented to us so i'm sorry for uh for referencing america and korea it's 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 more so about how uh, these kills and murderers are portrayed pardon me nope yep okay uh <laughs> sorry i need to burp there um so you've got this really different approach to how you wanted to set up a scene and most shots in memories of, of murder are of these uh these these big fields um and obviously in memories of murder yeah you've got the lead detective um and he's and, and, and he's got this child who keeps copying him and i and i've been trying to analyze this scene because it's very annoying but very funny and it's and it obviously showcases bong's uh, amazing sense of humor uh, but I've been trying to analysing it and I honestly don't know what the intention is there and I'd love for somebody to tell me because I'm stupid uh, but humour in Zodiac at least in the first few minutes is completely absent there is there is nothing funny I mean maybe about uh, where the uh, woman who's with uh, who's, who's with Mark who was the surviving um victim of zodiac uh you know where she where she, t- where she mocks him and tell him to fuck off and stuff but it's you know people have called both of these films cold and i really don't think that's true because the way they paint a relationship in zodiac between these two people is so beautiful and then she obviously says that comment where she looks back and says um do you think that's my husband or he says do you think that's your husband and that is true the woman who was killed by the zodiac was uh, having an affair with this man um but she kind of looks at him and uh, at first the fear is that you know oh no it's my husband he's found out and then it elevates that fear like like let let let's say you didn't know you were watching a serial killer film let's say you thought you were watching a normal uh, fucking movie you know somebody put it on and didn't tell you what it is you would absolutely not be thinking it is a serial killer film rather than the first few moments of zodiac you uh, of memories of murder sorry you know what it is because you know you see what's in the alleyway and you know what it is and it's disturbing but in its music and it it's it's kind of delivery of lines these two things make a really strong opening of not being what they seem you know in my opinion memories of murder which did come before so it's weird that i'm talking about zodiac first memories of murder recontextualizes the police procedural uh, format because i'm a huge fan of of police procedural uh, formats in in films um I obviously don't like the police, and I'm very anti uh, anti police. Uh, but there's something really interesting about about that about those stories that that uh, writers tell. Um, and I really think that 
Bong Joon-ho, at least in this film, was one of the first people who thought, who chose to tell the story of Crooked Detectives over the serial killer. Uh, People, you know, if that was made by any other person, the kills would be very... uh, uh, the the film would very much be about uh, the cops and their chase through the um, uh, through the case and how they were heroes and there'd probably be a lot more emphasis on the victims. Sadly, you don't really get to see the victims in Memories of Murder, but that's not the point Bong wanted. Bong wanted to tell a story much more about uh, corruption because... In the very first time you see these people together, they are abusing a, a, a he's not a child, but he must only be 18, 19. He's a, uh, he's obviously uh, mentally disabled, this boy, and they're abusing him. They don't give a shit about, about who killed these women. All they care about is the fact that they uh, can, can pin this on somebody and get it over and done with. That's the only thing they care about. And Bong just isn't subtle at all. He's He really likes to show the external things about these things, you know. He likes to show you these things, and, you know, they obviously show, not tell. And Bong does this. However, he really shows it to the point where it's not subtle. Rather than David Fincher, I think, is less about capitalism and uh, the police force because uh, you can make an argument about uh, about them not trying hard, about David Fincher not really trying hard enough to show the cops as being this uh, crooked organisation. But, um, but he really wants to show more the emotion of of the story and how devotion and obsession can really ruin a person. Uh, and I think that uh, Zodiac had a lot of potential to actually steal from memories of murders. Uh, not potential, sorry. It had a lot of... Um, it, well, it could have. It could have stolen from memories of murders. Um, very anti-cop messages about, um, you know, the way they abuse people. And they could have uh, talked about how those two police uh, people completely overlooked the Zodiac when they had him right there. But because they had it on their radio that he was a black dude, of course they ignored him, which is really infuriating. And you just know if Bong had done that, that sequence would have been a 10, 15 minute bit and it and it would have explored it a lot more and it probably would have showed that scene. But David Fincher really likes to stay clear of these very controversial topics but i guess it's more about him wanting to explore how these cases uh, kind of infiltrate our mind rather than uh rather than how these cases can can infiltrate uh a seed of corruption like what bong did uh, i'm getting a little bit out, uh, on focus so i'm going to be talking more about memories of murder right now and then i'll be talking about zodiac and then i'll you know uh, meet them in the middle but there's there's one scene and I could talk about the you know about the tension building about that scene where the man goes to the woods and obviously masturbates over the bra and panties and I could talk about that scene because it's so well done from so many points of view 
from an editing point of view, from a writing, from an acting. I don't think uh, Korean movies and foreign films in general even get as get praise. You know, when people can't understand the language uh, other people are speaking, they just tend to ignore the performance. You know, you know, people will 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 come out of Old Boy and and talk about how you know how cool the twist was, how cool the action was. But they won't say anything about the performance when really, if that was an American film, everyone would be talking about how good the leads were. Uh, which is funny because you know, uh, Old Boy did come to the US and <laughs> and it won't good. Um, but no, me- memories of murders scenes are obviously there. there there's a lot of cliche uh, tension scenes, uh, you know, like uh, scenes of quote unquote action. Um, a lot of you know of the women walking by. And a lot of, uh, you know, jumping out and flashlights and, you know, all of that. But I really don't think it chooses to tell about the murders. You know, it's very much a lot about about just the shitty cops. And that's actually what one of my friends took issue with in the film. He said he'd, he'd, he didn't want to know that, many, that much about the cops. Uh, he wanted to know about the case. And I'm like, yes, but the case is the cops, you know. If the K, if the cops behaved and actually listened to not only um, uh, some of the some of the um, uh, some of the other cops who were there, um, like the guy who was who who came in from the big city, you know, if they if they, if they listened to people like that, uh, then maybe they would have actually fucking you know caught him sooner. And there's this really interesting balance of the cop who who comes in from the big city and the main, and the and the main cop and how the main cop starts off corrupt and ends up really just wanting to catch the guy and do good and how the other cop just becomes so infuriated with the case he goes the exact other way. So it's just on on all accounts it is very much an angry movie and a sad movie and people who say that it doesn't lack emotion haven't seen that third act especially that scene uh uh when he when he discovers that the latest victim of this case not only could he prevented it but it's a personal one to him because it's of the girl he kind of had a little bond with uh the the schoolgirl, and it's this scene which i think shows emotion much more than zodiac ever does i mean at least some kind of uh upsetting emotion because zodiac's emotional in that nostalgia hurdy-gurdy way uh but memories of murder really does actually say you know what these these women just keep dying and these are fucking human beings especially the last one um and yeah it's 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 sick it's sick but um i want to talk about the music in both and how they how zodiac is able to frame such uh, poignant such a poignant time in history with music and how it constantly changes you know you've got hurdy-gurdy man you've got crystal blue persuasion which i keep thinking of the breaking bad uh finale the last scene whenever that plays, but it's the hurdy-gurdy man and how that's bookended nicely with, you know, uh, a hurdy-gurdy man at the end. 
And I think it's interesting that Zodiac uses this scar, uh, this soundtrack, sorry, especially in scenes of murder like that. I'm pretty sure the taxi scene had that. Um, I think those are the only murders that are actually shown, apart from the murder by the lake, which is in complete silence, and I personally think is one of the most sick and realistic things in history, because Fincher obviously shot it on location he had um he had the 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 man who survived that attack uh, fortunately survived that attack uh talk to him uh, about you know what happened next you know what he was feeling uh you know what he was wearing what she was feeling which sadly can't be confirmed because she she passed um and it's 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 just shown in such great detail and not and obviously that's going to be it because david finch is a bit of an a bit of a uh, perfectionist with these things too much to the point where he becomes a bit of an asshole uh, but he but he does show this in a really uh realistic way rather than memories of murder which is completely uh i mean it's it's inspired by those true events and a lot of the things are true you know things like the age being different but uh but of course, memories of murder chooses to tell the story about the cops, which is a little bit made up, but it's not really. Memories of murder is about career about uh, Korea's police force and how corrupt it is. And I think that's something that every single um, uh, authority, um, capitalist country, can agree on is that every single one has a corrupt police force. And it, and it's also that uh, uh, it's also that Zodiac is you know down to the brim of realism in that you know this was Paul Avery, uh, this is what he did, this is where he went, this is uh, you know Robert Graysmith, this is who he is, this is where he went. All of these people, including like Mike Ruffalo's character, who I of course has forgotten his name. Uh, all of these things are obviously there are some made up things, but they're 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 detailed to the brim with so much realism, and it is like a recap. But there are things obviously added in there, stuff like uh, Arthur Lee Allen and Robert Graysmith's first meeting, which is a great scene and which is just something that you can tell. Uh, the lead detective in Memories of Murder wanted to do. He wanted to stare down this criminal. Shot at first, all he wanted was to just pin it on some guy, even if he wasn't too confident who it was, and just go home and just not think about, you know, this poor woman. But in the end, he wanted to know who it was. He was he he was desperate. He was walking along those that, that field like he could feel it, uh, like he could feel its history and almost had a very... Um, uh, vivid memory, like a melancholy memory of it. Uh, yeah, it's it's it it's just a it's a really fascinating moment when he looks at Athliel, and that's fabricated. But then you got memories of murder, where that is also f- fabricated. You know, you've got the running line of these horrific murders, and then on the outside, you've got these made up characters. But I think that also gives Bong to. Uh, room to tell his story that he wanted to tell alongside these this horrible reality and and so on so on one side you've got two films you've got a very 
a very uh, um, uh, sorry you've got a very tragic story which a very real story that happened and then you've got another very tragic real story that also happened um well that that did not not so happened but happens you know uh i know i've been talking about the cops uh on me again there you go for a lot but that's just because that is what bong shoves down your throat he says look at these men look at what they're doing this man's whole job is basically just flying in the air and just kicking people and there there are some moments of uh good police work you know uh uh, when when uh, at the kind of factory um with the builders and he can kind of see the red pants and he's memorized them and he memorized that these guys um crouching you know that's good police work but then you've also got his inability to maintain to handle and control a crime scene so a tractor fucking uh fucking drives across and ruins one of the footprints uh, it was led to the murders, which he blames on that uh, poor boy, which is also, you know, a lot of stuff about um, capitalism, and especially in the third act when they start to talk about um, uh, things like Korea not having enough money to, um, you know, Korea not having enough money to make to do a DNA test for the for the sperm. And then you've got the Zodiac, which is set a few years before. And even though these things weren't invented then, they are so easy and have, you know, the greatest technology. And there's that divide there because Zodiac isn't so much about the things that Memories of Murder is about. But filmmaking-wise, they're so similar in the story that they tell and the roots that they do. You know, the stories that they choose to tell. And this isn't some coincidence. This isn't like David Fincher had you know had, had a blindfold and earplugs in when watching Memories of Murder, and then was told to make a film just like Memories of Murder and actually did. This guy obviously watched the film, loved it, and came back and wrote uh, Zodiac or or at least uh, edited the script so things could be more like. You've got the scene where Mark Ruffalo's talking to the children and, and he's saying, "What did you see? What the fuck did you see?" And the kids say, oh, oh, yeah, we saw his face. And he goes, what did he What, what did he look like? And the kids say, ordinary. Which is one of the flaws with the film for me because it feels very forced, just like Memories of... Uh, not just like Memories of Murder, but it felt very much like Memories of Murder's ending, which is the same exact line. Uh, what did he look like? You know, she's just kind of plain. He goes, well, like what? Uh, I don't know, ordinary. And he looks into the camera, and that's that very... Uh, you know, Tokyo Story, come and see, looking right at you. Um, and that's just like foreshadowed a lot. Not not so much foreshadowed, but uh, you know, glimpsed that with the eyes. Uh, his character in uh, in Memories of Murder, he constantly says, "If I if I look in their eyes, I know it's them," which is starters bullshit. I don't think once in the film we ever see him successfully know who it is. There's one point where he's asked to, um, he was, he's asked by his boss to um, identify if, if, if uh, with two people, which one's the rapist and which one's the brother of the of the rape victim, and we never see him answer it. It cuts, and in our minds, because we've just started the film, 
we imagine that he said something when really even the film's showing you that this man doesn't know anything and and he does it a few times he keeps looking at these people and saying i don't know i don't know i can't I, you know I, I can't see anything there's one point where he doesn't even know that that um that his fellow cop is is a cop and he just you know beats the shit out of him uh there's a scene at the end when he's looking right into what could be the murderer's eyes and just says fuck i don't know which is probably the most human line in the film because it's just it's so disappointed and empty and just just total sadness there and then right at the end you've you've got him looking at the girl he's talking to you know looking in the kind of little uh little little sewer section i can't I, i don't know what to call it and then he just looks right at you as if to say help me who is it you know are you still out there almost and there's something i mean i don't like uh i mean i like i like how the character is written but obviously i don't like the character as a person because uh he's he's committed horrible torture acts but there's something very uh empathetic you know i i feel very empathetic and sympathetic to him at the end where he looks at you and he and he begs for your help in a way that's so quiet and that's one of the reasons why i like zodiac much more than memories of murder because in that one scene that one scene that's even more human than zodiac gives you which isn't to say zodiac isn't human because i've even said in this video that I i find it quite positive of humanity and people but Zodiac never has a scene where, you know, a, a, a character looks at you for help. You know, there are scenes where Robert Graysmith is is obviously um, trying to connect to somebody where, where he's so hopeless and lost. And fuck, man. Yeah, it, it's like giving me shivers just thinking about it because both films are just so genius in what they want to do. Obviously... I don't think Zodiac's a perfect film. I think sometimes Fincher treats the audience a bit stupid, you know, like a to- like toddlers. He does this thing, and he and he does it in in other films. I think he does it in Seven sometimes, but I can't remember where where he shows you something, and in your mind you go, "Oh, oh, I get what he's done there." And then he has a character say it. It's like, no, you don't have to say it. We knew from what you were doing, you know. And then, and that's even worse than just, just being expositionary and just saying it. It's like, don't show and then tell, you know. If you're gonna tell, just tell. Don't, don't patronize us. But, uh, yeah, Zodiac has that, but it also has scenes like the basement scene, which is fucking superb. Apart from the fact that he obviously. Um, shows and then tells you something but it's 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 memories of murder is so much more than um it's so much more than who the killer is uh it's so much more it it it's about who it isn't in a way because everyone in memories of murder looks the same 
you, you, you know that's you know that that's what she says at the end he looked ordinary it could be anybody so who isn't it it could be anybody and zodiac does it in more in a way that this is definitely arthur lee allen arthur lee allen obviously portrayed in the film perfectly um i actually would have loved to see that one win an award because sure he was only on screen for about six minutes i bet but he is so convincing and i find it really hard to believe that fincher told the actor to uh, play it like he wasn't the zodiac because i really believed it was um the way he looked at you the way you have so much history in him like you know what he's done you know he's 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 uh committed these horrible acts against children and and you have the exact like you know like idea of his history and, and what he knows and what he likes and and it is basically telling you spoon feeding you it is fucking Arthur allen sure there are a lot of ways it could have um you know maybe made it more for interpretation like uh reference the other suspects especially the one where the uh, son thinks his dad is the zodiac but i also think it could have um that it does a perfect job of showing you who fincher thinks it is because um probably the most convincing part of that is that uh who i talked about earlier the first person you see in zodiac is actually uh, the last person and he's the one who identified it and i think because you saw what he went through firsthand it makes you believe it because he he becomes a very believable sad character and uh, and you got memories of murder and you got it quite hopeless that it could be anybody i know i said earlier that what did i say i said oh well it well it couldn't you know who is it not that's bullshit i just didn't know what to say but you know that's primarily what it's all about it's about who it is and then you've got zodiac which is who it definitely is and I, and I I guess I wanted to talk about the more tense scenes in both films. Uh, and not so much the murder scenes from Zodiac, but more the scenes like the basement scene uh, or the scenes where he, where, where he calls Robert Graysmith's house and just breathes. And one scene that really disturbed me, even though it was fake, the television scene uh, where he calls up the famous psychiatrist and it is just is just wailing and you know when, when you when you hear those words this is the zodiac speaking it's it's uh, it's you know it gives you chills you know it's not real but the film's so good and the way it's it's shot it's so powerful that it makes you do that and i honestly think that it's most suspenseful scenes apart from the one at the lakeside and maybe the opening are the most uh, you know the scenes without the killings are the most tense you know, uh, one scene where where Robert Graysmith and Matt Ruffalo's character are just kind of fangirling about about the fact that it's definitely Athelie Allen. And he's like, "Oh no, look at this timeline! It's this, 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 this," and it's it's tense, but not so much in a in a horror unnerving way, but more in a they are fucking solving this. But in your mind, you're like, "But it's not public knowledge that Athelie Allen was a Zodiac. So where is it going to go? What's it going to do?" Uh, and then memories of murder which is i mean people like to call zodiac hopeless but i think memories of murder is more hopeless uh it's 10 scenes which are not only stuff like them finding out that the song has come on the radio i think the song called sad letter and that it's raining outside 
and the kind of tension that is like oh shit tonight there will be a murder but also obviously yeah the the the, the murder scenes which are horrific the one of the woman who realizes that somebody is with her because they're whistling which is definitely a reference to the um to the william friedkin film cruising which is a superb film uh with the whistling in the woods and then she runs and that face um it is it definitely resembles a uh more of a horror than a thriller at that point and and the one with the schoolgirl where it does a close-up on her back and it just like bang it just takes her and that's where the emotion lies because because zodiac couldn't craft this story that maybe you know like if 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 the zodiac was anything like seven or a made-up uh serial killer film they would have uh chloe Sevig. i can't pronounce the last name Sevig. blah blah blah, blah. um Sevigini, Sevigini. uh they would definitely have her character die at the end because it's fincher that's what would happen you know they would make it personal so bond crafts this but with the schoolgirl, so it it hits harder there's one scene where it's her walking or our and it's um and it's his uh, the 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 main police guy's uh girlfriend moving the other way and and the killer kind of turns his head and thinks which one you know which one should i go for which is disgusting but it's this moment that oh shit no nobody's safe um this person is not killing people you know this person does not have an ideal um age this person just loves to you know kill rape anybody which is disgusting and it's that way that so much emotion is brought it's the crying it's it's the fact that somebody's sick it's how you know degrading the pants on the head is um yeah uh i do not believe anybody who says that bong is an emotionless director and even not looking at uh memories of murder it's like it's like looking at parasite or um parasite are the host which was very emotional our mother which is you know a lot colder but still emotional uh so piece and octa i really don't care for but i've got to admit that octa is a very warm film uh it's it's you know it's all of these things and more and bong's just excellence in in writing and also i don't think you get i don't i don't, I don't think it gets enough um uh points for being uh, as funny as it is especially the scene where uh where one of the other uh police mocking him says to um go to a monk's uh temple if he's so sure that this killer is bald it's really sick especially the one scene when they're trying to recreate the murder so they have this dude just put a feet just put a woman's wig on and it's just so weird and wacky and you're like why the fuck would they do this uh well, it's obviously done in bong's weird weird black humorous mind and zodiac's you know it's it's obviously more american funny than funny but you know it's funny and uh but both films are just great and i and i i, I do want to wrap this up because my mind's going like fucking 500 miles an hour uh but these films two films i have but i have you know such a love for 
both for different reasons uh both uh you know just great obviously talking about it one i prefer more but they're both just excellent films and in fact i want to do two parts on this i i at least once want to do memories of murder and once want to do um uh, zodiac but these are great films that you should definitely watch um, and this isn't even me talking about the cases these is this is just me uh talking about everything else uh you know the film itself and all of that uh, i also want to give one shout out before i end it to my friend anthony who was on my podcast for come and see he's he's got a youtube channel called unleash the past and i will be on it soon uh to talk about the zodiac case rather than the film um he he does things like well he's got another one called jedi reads where he reads uh creepypasta and does little mini reviews of films um which you which you should watch except for the texas chainsaw massacre one because he's very wrong but uh he's a great guy and um his new youtube channel unleash the you know unleash the past that's uh about um urban legends and mysteries and i can't wait to talk about zodiac on that one because as you can tell i have a lot to say uh so that's me signing off super early uh so thank you for listening and sorry for my rambling um uh, it was it was it was great to make and um, I'll see you guys later. Bye bye.